Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. It's Monday. We're back in the book of Luke. I'm really excited to go through this this week with you as well. Um, we are in chapter four. Last week, Jesus was being tempted for 40 days and 40 nights and was sustained by the Holy Spirit. Now we see Jesus coming back from this temptation time and Jesus return in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. Notice that now Jesus is um, beginning his ministry, and he is filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, he's been anointed uh, by the Spirit at his baptism, and now he is—he's uh, victorious over the devil in the wilderness. Um, and it's not, as McGee says again, it's not to prove himself um, that he can do it. He knows he can do it. He's there to show to us that he is totally worthy as our Savior. It's not a question to him. He's there to show it to us. And uh, so he, he returns in the power of the Holy Spirit to Galilee to begin his ministry. So... Um, And a report about him went out through all the surrounding country, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. So his um, he is uh, indicates um, that there is a now of um, a growing belief in Jesus's um, deity here, in 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 Jesus's authority. Uh, verse 16, and he came to Nazareth. So now he's he's uh, now he's he's coming he's coming back to his own town. Jesus was raised in Nazareth. This is uh, in the Galilee area, and was his custom. He went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. So these are people who saw you know him grow up his whole life there. So he stands up to read. Verse 17, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He enrolled the scroll and he found the place where it was written. And he and it's and he's quoting from Isaiah chapter 61. 
The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives. Liberty meaning liberty from sin and captives, those who are being, you know, enslaved in sin and death. So it's kind of a um, reference to that. And recovering of sight to the blind, not only the physical sight to the blind, but also the blind who don't see the Word of God. And to set at liberty those who are oppressed. In other words, he's there not only to proclaim liberty, but to give the liberty to those who are oppressed in sin and death. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. In other words, to proclaim now is the time for the new covenant. But interesting, McGee makes the point that this is where he stops reading. And it's in the middle of a sentence. There's sort of a semicolon there. And what he doesn't read is, and the day of vengeance of our God. He doesn't read that part. Because it wasn't time yet for the day of vengeance of our God. The day of vengeance will be coming when he comes back at the second coming. So he stops right there. And so, again, McGee says this is Jesus' reading and interpretation of the Scripture, that this is the time for the first part but not yet time for the second part. So, verse 20, And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him, and he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Verse 22, And all spoke well of him and marveled at the gracious words that were coming from his mouth. And they said, Is... Not this Joseph's son? You know, and he just said, the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. In other words, he's saying, this is true now. This is true. And, you know, it implies that the the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Now, he's been baptized in the Spirit. He's triumphed over the devil in the Spirit. He has the Holy Spirit. He is anointed by the Holy Spirit. And he's there to proclaim this to be fulfilled. He's basically saying the Scripture is fulfilled. And, of course, you know, the thing we've said before about prophets. It was a dangerous business to be a prophet because... You're there to say what the Word of God is. Now, if you're ever found out to be a false prophet, you're stoned. So that would keep the people from running around saying, you know, this, that, or listen to me, you know, because if you're found out to be a false prophet, you're stoned, you're put to death. And a lot of the prophets, you know, would talk about things like Isaiah when he said this, well, this is happening way in the future, so they couldn't rebuke him for that. So, um, here you go. Jesus is not only speaking like a prophet, he is saying today it's fulfilled. In other words, he's laying it on the line. And he's saying, you know, if, if, um, 
if you think it's not come true, then automatically he's viewed as a false prophet. And then they can stone him for being a false prophet. And so when he says this, they're marveling at him. And then they said, isn't this Joseph's son? You know, like they're saying, wait a minute. He just said he's the Messiah. And then they're saying to themselves, they're sort of questioning, you know, wait a minute. How can this be the Messiah? This is Joseph's kid. You know, you know what happened to him? Is he you now he's, he's claiming to be a false prophet. And so Jesus knows their hearts, right? He knows their hearts. He knows they're not believing. And he said to them, so now he's not even he's not calling them out directly. He's he's already gone to the next step. He was saying doubtless you will quote to me this proverb. Okay, he says, there's no doubt. I already know your heart. You're going to quote to me. He's telling them the the status of their heart, and he's telling them what they're getting ready to quote to him. Physician, heal yourself. What we have heard you did at Capernaum, do here in your hometown as well. In other words, he's saying, they're going to, you're getting ready. There's no doubt that you're getting ready to ask me to prove my words to you so that you'll believe me. And you're going to ask me to perform some miracles here so that you will believe what I just told you. I know your hearts already. And he said, Truly I say to you, no prophet is acceptable in his hometown. He knows that they don't accept him. But in truth, I tell you, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah when the heavens were shut up three years and six months. So in other words, he said, even in the days when Elijah was there and you believe in Elijah, there were people around Elijah who didn't believe Elijah. And and Elijah didn't, you know, God didn't take care of those people who were around Elijah when the heavens were shut up. And a great famine came over all the land. Elijah was there. But not everyone was saved. And Elijah was sent to none of them, but only to Zarephath in the land of Sidon, to a woman who was a widow. And there were many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha. And none of them was cleansed, but only Naaman, the Syrian. So he's saying, look, not everybody is clean because not everybody is healed. It's, it's the status of the heart, not just the status of the location. When they heard these things in all the synagogue. When they heard these things, all in the synagogue were filled with wrath. And they rose up and drove him out of the town and brought him to the brow of the hill on which their town was built so that they could throw him down the cliff. That was the beginning of stoning someone is throwing them down a cliff. They're like in a pit now. They were getting ready to throw him off a cliff, maybe to maim him or to to kill him and then stone him. But passing through their midst, he went away. Now, my study Bible says that 
The Bible doesn't, you know, Dr. Luke doesn't give us an explanation of how he did this, whether this was a sort of a divine, you know, miracle itself, whether it was uh, something from the Holy Spirit. In any event, he passed right through their midst and leaves because it, it wasn't his time. But it shows, as my study Bible says, it's a shadow of the cross to come. It's a shadow of, a foreshadowing of Jesus being rejected by those with hardened hearts. And what those hearts will do, they're not only going to reject him, they're going to seek to kill him. And if you don't believe that, look what the people in his own hometown would do. Okay, so verse 31, and he went down to Capernaum. So Jesus now changes from his hometown of Nazareth to Capernaum, a fishing city uh, on the Sea of, of Galilee. And he was teaching them on the Sabbath, and they were astonished at his teaching, for his word possessed authority. And in the synagogue there was a man who had a spirit of an unclean demon, and he cried out with a loud voice, Ha! What have you come to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? But I know who you are, the Holy One of God. So, they know who Jesus is, these demons. But it's interesting, my study bubble says, they know, but they don't accept Jesus to save them. They reject him totally. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, be silent and come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him down in their midst, he came out of him, having done him no harm. And they were all amazed and said to one another, What is this word? For with authority and power he commands the unclean spirits, and they come out. And reports about him went into every place in the surrounding region. So, boom, Jesus... heals those around him who he knows their hearts will accept him. And he arose and left the synagogue, and he entered Simon's house. Now, Simon, also known as Peter, Simon was married. I think he was the only um, one of Jesus' disciples who was married. So Simon's mother-in-law was ill with a high fever, and they appealed to him on her behalf, and he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her, and immediately she rose and began to serve them. What a miracle that was. Verse 40. And when the sun was setting, all those who had any who were sick with various diseases, brought them to him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. My study Bible says it's not like he just waved his hand and healed all the sick people in one big, you know, healing. What he did was he personalized it. He healed each one. Verse 41, And demons also came out of many, crying, You are the Son of God. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak because they knew that he was the Christ. (laughs) 
wasn't his time. Verse 42, And when it was day, he departed and went into a desolate place, and the people sought him and came to him, and we and would have kept him from leaving them. But he said to them, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns as well, for I was sent for this purpose. And he was preaching in the synagogues of Judea. So Jesus gave them his purpose to preach the good news of the kingdom of God. That's what his purpose was. So we see a reference to the kingdom of God, that it is uh, a kingdom that um, was not of this earth. It was not Roman. It was not, uh, it was not um, from the nation Israel. It was a different kingdom. And he was a Messiah on a purpose not to attack the Romans or not to be a great leader for the nation Israel, his his mission here is to give good news of the kingdom of God. That's what it was. So we have this reference now to the kingdom of God. So we're going to stop here. We'll turn the rest of the podcast over to our co-host Matali uh, in Zambia. Matali, I hope you're doing great. Look forward to hearing what your take on this study is today. So, as always, from me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your heart centered on Christ. And we'll see you here next time.